Welcome to the We Love Arabian Horses podcast, where every week we bring you an interview from someone who loves these horses, from historians and breeders to insiders and professionals, all brought to you by those who love the Arabian horse. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Dwayne Esser for We Love Arabian Horses, and I am thrilled this evening to speak to Karen Casper about her career in art, especially with the Arabian horse. Karen is a renowned world-known artist for her sculptures and painting. How are you, Karen? Good this evening. Thank you. Karen, I'm so thrilled to finally get a chance to speak with you. How did you come to know the Arabian horse, and what was it in your life that exposed you to the horse, and what was your attraction to the horse? Well, like so many others, I was one of those horse-crazy little girls who parents didn't know where it came from. I didn't have horses. No one in my family did, but I just loved horses, any kind of horse. About the age of seven, I purchased a book about horses with my own birthday money, and it had pictures of Arabians in it. The pictures it had in it were art images of Arabians, some 19th century paintings, some ancient sculptures, and I found that even more so than just any kind of horse, I was mesmerized by the Arabians. And I didn't know why then, but later, looking back, I understood that there is a certain beauty and refinement and grace that just set them apart from other breeds to me. So at age seven, I vowed that someday I would see real Arabian horses, not just pictures of art and books. And I had to wait five more years until I was 12 to see living Arabian. By then, it was all over. (laughs) That's amazing. At seven years old, you're looking at beautiful, intricate photos and pictures of Arabian horses. And And that's impressive at that age. Well, I don't think that anyone should ever underestimate the youth and the, uh, the appeal that the Arabian horse has to young people. There's a certain power that the Arabian horse has to me, and there's a certain power that art has. And the two of them, I guess, they just blended for me from the very start. Interesting. So how did you get your start being an artist, and what avenues did you travel to get where you are? Well, like so many, I got a job at a horse farm and started drawing um, the horses that I took care of. I especially enjoyed doing the mares and foals. Started painting in high school, just learning how to paint from books. And then one thing led to another. I did some portraits for the people I worked for, some of their clients uh, and people they would show the horses to saw my work. And by word of mouth, my career just expanded. I think my first Arabian oil painting was in 1981, and that led to a continuation of commissions. 1984, I did a limited edition print, and that spread the word a little bit more where my art was seen more widely. And then in 1984, another artist looked at my paintings and asked me a prophetic question, and they said, did you ever sculpt? I said, no, I never even thought about it. And they said, well, I think you could sculpt by the way you're painting. You should try it. So I did my first sculpture in 1984 with a children's craft clay and cast it in bronze, then quickly traded it for an Arabian mare that I wanted very badly. She was my inspiration for the next 20 years, and I sculpted kind of to pay her off. That's interesting. You know, I've done some investigating, and and I've certainly seen many of your pieces of art and actually have admired it way before I actually had the opportunity and the pleasure to meet you in person. Having seen some of the pieces that you've done and the amazing detail and how exquisite you create 
the expression of the Arabian horse in your work, and just the detail just blows my mind when I pay close attention. And I've studied many artists, and I think you are in a class all your own. It amazes me how individuals have such a natural niche and talent to see detail and to recreate expression and the beauty of such a grand horse as the Arabian. Are there any artists in particular that have inspired you over the years to help you manifest and create your ability? Well, actually, there are, Duane. I look at them as historical artists because I never had the pleasure of meeting them in person, but there's certain artworks that I resonated with. They inspired me because I feel that they tell the truth about something. When I look at a horse that I'm portraying, they're so unique in every way. I really want to capture the details of this horse and tell the truth in my finished work of what I'm perceiving. I'm not trying to create a fantastical, ideal horse in any way. To me, God created these amazingly beautiful horses, and they're so individualistic. I want to tell the truth about who they are as I see them. In history, though, one of the first artists that inspired me was a British artist from the 18th century named George Stubbs, and he did anatomy charts of the horse for artists so that you could understand what was under the skin and the form of the horse. And his philosophy was that nature was the greatest teacher. I read my first book about him when I was 13 years old, and I was so inspired that I could follow his footsteps and learn from nature. Carl Vernet is a 19th century French painter, and he did a lot of drawings and lithographs that captured the delicacy of Arabian horses Napoleon was bringing back to Europe. He's a master at capturing their quick movements, their energy, charisma, refinement. And even though his works are more than 200 years old, they still inspire breeders today with the essence of Arabian horses. And I think my last historical influence is a French painter named Rosa Bonheur, one of the few women artists of the 19th century. She truly loved animals, and she created several masterpieces in equine art. But she had such a love and respect from animals that her portraits of them, it shines through the individual nature of her animal subjects. I don't think I could have better teachers, and if I chose my teachers, these were my three. And in my lifetime, I had the pleasure of meeting Edwin Baguki. You may have met him also in your career. And he shared some very important words of wisdom with me very early on. And he said, don't put off your dream of being an artist. It's now or never. I had a really good full-time job at the time. He told me that we hadn't started our family yet. But it haunted me what he said. He said, if you don't quit your job and do it, you're never going to do it. So I did leave my full-time job, follow where the art has led me, and I haven't looked back since. I appreciate his encouragement. That's fascinating. You know, that could probably be said of many things, especially when there's passion involved, when you're passionately driven to do something. Interesting and very wise words. So that was a huge turning point for you. Definitely, definitely. So Karen, my involvement, I've been involved with the Arabian Horse for Humanity project, and Goldie has actually been here to the farm. Knowing that you are the the sculptor of that piece, which is just beautiful, and it's been appreciated and enjoyed all over the United States and probably gotten recognition worldwide. You have an exhibit 
at the Kentucky Horse Park that displays your work. How did this come about, and what would someone expect to see when they come to see your exhibit in the museum? Well, there's a big section of the International Museum of the Horse that is the Almera Arabian Galleries. It opened in 2010, and I had created a life-size fiberglass statue of a stallion to stand in the entry of the museum, and also a life-size mare and foal lying down in the, in the Arab tent. So a few years later, when I was approached to do something for the Arabian Horses for Humanity, I was all in on that, and they started out with the concept of the Gladys Brown Edwards stereotypical Arabian that the national trophies are based on, and I guess I felt like updating a little bit to be with my perception of a very kind and friendly Arabian gelding, one that you could see as a family horse who was curious and loving and affectionate, but also a proud Arabian, and that was the expression I was trying to merge those two imageries into one sculpture. So of all the charity works that I've donated works to over the years, and I I do think charities are very important to support with your art, one of my favorite programs is this one, the Arabian Horses for Humanity, because I'm continually amazed at the spectacular work of artists who decorate these figures and their success in raising funds to help so many in need. I created a three-dimensional canvas for them, and I stand back and watch the amazing art that they synthesize onto this piece. I've been involved with one that is down there at the horse bar for public viewing. It was just a lot of fun to be involved with that, to help create that and bring that along within Region 14. Just a lot of enjoyment. Art really tends, especially in projects like that, tend to bring people together. And in the end, when you've created something, it's special. So back to your exhibit at the horse park. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, they had talked with me for a few years to to have something, and it just seemed the timing was right. The Elmer Arabian Galleries opened in 2010, but since then, in the gallery room of the Arabian Galleries, they had only had exhibitions of photographs and items that were in the Arabian Horse Trust collection. They had not done any contemporary Arabian horse art. So it was a good fit. We live about two miles from the Kentucky Horse Park, and I had enough uh, sculptures in my own collection, artist collection, and asked for lending of a few clients that sent in pieces for this. So we put together a bit of a timeline from my earliest childhood, my early drawings in school up into teenage years, and then as I started painting and sculpting, just kind of did a timeline of how I'm doing Arabian horse art now today, and much of it has been international. The Arabian horse is an international breed. So we put together a slideshow of some of the art pieces we have in 28 different countries, and it's led to worldwide travels for me, having been to 22 countries to date that have something to do with my art or a display or a competition. And the other slideshow that we put into this exhibition, Duane, is the process of creating a bronze portrait from life study. It goes through a lot of steps, and I think it's special to show that to people, all of the work that goes behind a sculpture. Because if said that a picture says a thousand words, Sometimes a sculpture says more than that because of all the different views that it captures. It's a form that takes space, and you can capture a lot of different expressions of the horse as they have in life in a sculpture. So impressive. I have not seen your exhibit. I have had friends that have already seen it, 
and I've been very impressed by it. I cannot wait to break away and come down and visit and see that exhibit because I have such an appreciation for art, especially fine art, as fine as yours, but I can't wait to see the timeline, the process. It's just amazing to see the work that goes into it, but yet the final results are just Amazing, amazing. Well, the Arabian horse has been such a wonderful gift in my life, and I felt mm-hmm. this exhibition. It was a way that I could share this gift that I've had with others through my art. And it's true what you said about passion. I really have mm-hmm. to thank all the people who shared their passion for their horses with me and for this breed. Every work of art that I do just adds a level of meaning to the next one that I do. So, Karen, for our viewers, Anyone that would be interested in contacting you that have any questions about you and what you do, is there an email that they can contact you at? Yes, my email is kcasper at karencasper.com. So it's spelled K-K-A-S-P-E-R at K-A-R-E-N-K-A-S-P-E-R.com. You know, and I have visited your website and it's very impressive and there's a lot of information there as well. Karen, I can't tell you what a pleasure it's been to talk to you. I could go on and on and talk about this for hours. You're you're such an amazing person and you are such a huge contributor in your art and how you keep the Arabian horse alive through your art because of the quality of work you do and the beauty that you present. I can't thank you enough for giving us the time and to talk to you tonight. Well, thank you. I think the Arabian horse sells itself to people, and I don't mean that in a business way, but in a way of the heart. Sure. Karen, I want to thank you so much. Thank you, Duane. I look forward to seeing you soon. This is Austin, director of the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, make sure you click subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Comments, questions, guest ideas? Feel free to send me an email at austin at weloverabianhorses.com or just use the contact button on our website at weloverabianhorses.com.